0: Hello, and welcome back. It's been a a few challenging weeks, and a bit of a break. And it's been a challenge getting everything organized and getting everything ready in time for today's live stream, which is why we're, uh, I guess, seven minutes late, give or take. But um, we are grateful that you could make it. And we are excited to share with you some insights and information and also some work that we've been doing that uh, we're going to be using in future videos and other uh, material but um, the important symbol allegory analogy which came to us during the past 2 weeks is what we would like to focus on. And as a matter of fact, it was a an analogy or a, a an allegory which came to us in the reverse. And we were working on aspects of it for weeks in fact. And <clears throat> It, it only finally synthesized and crystallized a few days ago. And so it's very interesting how the process of receiving inspiration and receiving information from our innermost, um, from, from Alux, from, from the cosmic Christ, via our innermost. It's always on a need-to-know-information basis. It's always the information we need to know in the moment that we need it. Uh, Never before. And we could be working on something for weeks, in fact. And we're 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 doing it and we can put a put it all together but something is missing there's a key missing to it and because we 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 haven't we haven't been given the final piece of the puzzle yet but this is the this is why it is so important to listen to your intuition and practice meditation and visualization to access inspiration to access information from our higher self or from beyond which is coming through our higher self and it is important to act on that information in the moment ours is not to reason why ours is but to do or die to be or not to be and the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step and there's hundreds of thousands of steps in between. And it's ridiculous to think that the step that we're taking now is going to explain or reveal all the steps that we have yet to take. So by surrendering to our innermost, by surrendering to our higher self, and being in the moment, receiving intuition, insight, inspiration, and acting on it, just following your gut. Whether or not you know where it's heading, or whether or not you know where it's taking you, your 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 true self knows where you're going. Your Your Divine Mother knows where you're going, and she's leaving these little breadcrumbs for us on the trail to follow. So follow the breadcrumbs. And with that, without further ado, we're going to show you by way of a PowerPoint presentation, that which we've been working on, and and encapsulates much of what we've been talking about. Now, hopefully we won't have any technical issues, but... um, and um, perhaps we'll do it this way. If if our face gets in the way of anything important, then we'll switch back uh, to this mode. But in the meantime, we'll go go to this mode um, because it'll be be good uh, to maximize the viewing area for this presentation. Although our overlay and stuff gets in the way. So why don't we switch to this and we'll see how this goes. And um, if it's too small or whatever, we can always make it bigger. And of course, we can always take ourselves out of the picture, and as a matter of fact, we can hide the overlay as well, so we can do this. So let's go back just one moment, uh, okay, oh yes, and uh, we're putting the link to this uh, live stream. And there it is, um, if you want to uh, become a part of it. However, understanding that this is a PowerPoint presentation, we're even trying to minimize ourselves and get ourselves out of the image. Um, But anyway, we this is something that we do, so we've showed it to you. Um, Okay, so there's the comments and. All right. So let's proceed. Um, Let's proceed as best we can. And um, yeah, okay. Let's just proceed the best we can. All right. So let's begin with the word human. Human. The first part of human is Hume, and uh, Hume means earth. Specifically, the earthen matrix for air, water, and nutrients to support life. But Hume is also, and that's related obviously to the earth, the actual earth, like soil. But Hume also relates to our earthen vessel for divine self to lead a mortal life. And this earthen vessel comes from the, from Peru. It's an Incan vessel. It's uh, thousands of years old and the full significance of this vessel, this piece of pottery, this earthenware will become clear momentarily. So the second half of the word human is manas, which means divine mind. So it is manas is the metaphysical matrix for our individuated essence or seed of the Holy Spirit to self-realize. Our innermost intimate Christ is but a seed, a spark. Manas also is the divine vessel of true self for conscious experience, our monad, in other words, our innermost being. These are the two aspects of the word human. And then, of course, there's the being. So when we put it all together, we have the physical embodiment of divine mind of being. These are the two pillars of Atlas. They are the two pillars of every human being. The earthen vessel for divine self to lead a mortal life on earth as a hominid and the metaphysical matrix for our true self to experience, express and self-realize the divine mind of being which of course is a seed, and essence, of the being of beings, which is uh, Alux, the cosmic Christ. And here you see the profound significance of this thousand-year-old piece of, of, this several thousand-year-old piece of pottery from the, from the Andean mountains, which shows very clearly the two pillars, in union in other words a triunity a triangulation of being this is a bicycle or rather these are bicycles <laughs> the thing about bicycles is they are a vehicle that moves forward on our own propulsion on our own power. And bicycles really only move forward. And on a bicycle, we sit between two wheels in perfect alignment and in balanced unity. And despite the fact that we sit high up and our center of gravity is high up, we have no problem maintaining balance and forward momentum. It is the world's most popular and most successful mode of transportation, for obvious reasons. You can go practically anywhere with a bicycle, carrying ridiculous loads It is incredible what some people can do on a bicycle. Where they can go, the paths they can take, and the way in which they take those paths. And the videos you are watching now, the name of the gentleman was on the screen. It's the same gentleman. It's the same rider in both, uh, in both these videos. So, um, but there are practical, of course, many people like he's, he's, this is his hobby and his, well, I guess his profession is an extreme cyclist, but here in the top right now we see a, a bicycle courier video of a bicycle courier. So that's a professional, that's, his jo- that's their job, taking that their bicycles and riding, in this case, New York City. And the last little video in the bottom is uh, devoted and dedicated. It's an instructional video, inf- informational video, on how to carry things and how to carry practically with your bicycle. The point... We are making is that a bicycle is a triunity of being and forward momentum over any terrain, carrying tremendous burdens and navigating tremendous obstacles and circumstances. It is a vehicle of death-defying potential and, and, and capability, and it is limited only by the skill of the rider. Now we must understand that in a tri-unity of being, the rider is the being. These two wheels are the pillars of Hume and Manas, the pillars of earth and heaven. And in this balanced triunity, we can accomplish tremendous things. Go anywhere, do anything, bear incredible burdens. Understanding that we are just the rear wheel. Now, what's interesting about the rear wheel of a bicycle? The rear wheel does not steer. What does the rear wheel do? The rear wheel is chained to the crank, the crank, the pedals, the being who is between the two wheels, between heaven and earth, between Hume and Manas, and it's a union of human Manas. The being, the rider, steers the front wheel, which is our metaphysical self, Divine mind, manas, that's the front wheel. And the rear wheel is Hume, the earth, and the being turns the pedals, pedals, turns the crank, and there's a chain which links the crank to the rear wheel. Who navigates your life? Who sets the direction? And where do you get the forward momentum, the impetus to move forward? Now, all of these videos that you've been witnessing, imagine imagine trying to do any of what you've been watching on a unicycle. Just imagine it, just imagine trying to do any of those feats on a unicycle or carrying any any load or, you know, ha, can, could you imagine putting a baby seat on a unicycle? or trying to go up a mountain, or trying to go down a mountain, like what you've been watching? We'll come back to this unicycle question very soon. All right. So here we have our rider, our triangulation of of Hume, manas, and being. Which again are the two pillars a hominid embodying divine mind of being. And here's another analogy, which we've used in the past. But here we see the character in the game world. This is how we identify for the most part. We self identify here as the character. But believe it or not, this is us unicycling why because this is just our hominid this is just our our in our character in the game world this is the vessel that allows our innermost player to be in the game this is the complete picture now who's in control who sets the direction who presses the buttons, who makes things happen. So we have the Hume, the hominid, the physical vessel and machine of our character, and we have our and being, the metaphysical wisdom and divine mind of the player. What's below and what's above. There's a triunity, yes, but there's really two triunities, as above, so below, because there's an interaction. Because we also have our personality, our mind, we as a character have faculties. What are these faculties? We have heart, our emotional center. We have mind, our thoughts, our mental center. And we have our physical body. And sensations related to that body. This is our hominid pillar. This is our earthly pillar. This is the rear wheel on the bicycle. This is the wheel that follows and responds to the crankshaft via the chain, or is supposed to. And then, of course, our metaphysical self, our being, our monad, we have our consciousness and compassion. We have gnosis or knowledge. And we have willpower, the human soul, Tipareth. As Azil says, I imagined uh, unicycling. I died. <laughs> And uh, Safet says, uh, link in being. Okay. All right. And I, I'm presuming uh, uh, Safet uh, was saying that uh, because that was link on the screen. And it is a link, isn't it? And the chain, the chains, the chain which, which connects the crank shaft to the rear hub, the rear wheel, and makes it turn, well, that too has links, doesn't it? So there's a link. There's a connection there. And that connection... Um, well, that's something that we need to cultivate. Okay. This, then, is visualized a different way, using the pillars and using the triunities, is a homo sapien, which literally means wise man or wise human, if you prefer the uh, a, a more politically correct version of that. But... It's Homo, homo sapiens means wise man. It's a true human being. This is a true human being. A tri-unity, a trinity of being, in balanced union of the two pillars in perfect alignment. Now what happens if from the human being we subtract manas, and we subtract the being, what we're left with is just the homi- is just a hominid. And whereas we had consciousness and compassion, now we have disturbance and indifference. Where we had willpower, now we have weakness. Where we had gnosis, now we have belief and not only that we are left with a physical machine in character a hominid which is unchecked and exposed to egos the metaphysical causes of all suffering fear lust pride anger laziness gluttony envy all of them Now, the thing about egos, and then we're left vulnerable to the exploitation of egos. So, for example, uh, fear here. Identification. Through identification, I am, and uh, desire, temptation, indulgence, hypnosis, ignorance, and self-interest. All of these voices on the screen are just that one ego of fear. You see, the ego rises up to the pinnacle of our being. It it desire, by the way, here's something else which came to us. In the same way that the word disease means dis-ease. The end of ease, the interruption or disruption of ease. The opposite of ease or stress, right? Dis-ease, that's what the word disease means. So what does the word desire mean if not desire? And what does desire mean? What who do you desire? What what is sire? The king, the ruler. To desire means to dethrone. That's what desire means. And egos are desires. And so desire dethrones our innermost being and sits on the throne like the Iron Throne from Game of Thrones. And it uses all these tactics, identification, desire, temptation, indulgence, hypnosis, ignorance, and self-interest to get what it wants, but convince us through the, through the eyes and through the, 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 the voices in our head, the self-talk, I am afraid. I want control. I must have power. I I maintain order. I believe in the law of the jungle. I don't truly know or I don't truly care. That's where the uh, self-interest and indifference comes in. And ignorance. And of course, egos play this game of King of the Hill. Each desire, in order to get what it wants, it has to desire whoever or whatever is sitting on, uh, on our throne of our consciousness. So here, we have anger taking the place of fear. I am this, not that. I want this. I want that, not this. That will satisfy me. I must have more. I believe in whatever is most self-serving. Or I don't truly know, I don't truly care. And then, of course, now, then we, another uh, ego will take its place. And then another. And another. And this constant game of King of the Hill is just this constant uh, uh, spinning our wheels in our head. They blend together in the downward spiral and transform into the illusory single ego of the I, of the false self. That I, uh, that false self, that solitary ego, is shaitan in Hebrew and Arabic, and it means the adversary. This is where the word Satan comes from. And by tradition, Satan brings about the fall. Falling for our Satan, our individual shaitan, our false self, the amalgamation of all of our many egos, brings about our downfall. So now... So now this is the picture that we're left with, really only dealing with one pillar. It's just that nature abhors a vacuum, so the mechanical forces of nature exploit the fact that we're missing a wheel, and and we're not connecting to our true metaphysical self. So mechanical nature creates a false metaphysical self. And we become this I, this false self, which is a fallen hominid, fallen human being. The uh, Satan, of course, by tradition, is uh, heads a legion of demons, and in Latin, egos, eyes, also mean. Are also um, the other Latin word for egos and eyes is daemon. They keep us doing their bidding via a pendulum of duality between good and bad, pleasure and pain, belief. And uh, uh, so between what's good and bad, pleasure and pain, belief and skepticism, thesis and antithesis. All or nothing, elation or depression, us or them, black or white, the dialectic, the duality. Divide and conquer. This is how we are all divided and conquered within. Because of this imbalance, the law of the pendulum swings constantly. And because the ego's um, mechanical nature abhors a vacuum and fills the void, of our true metaphysical self. This is this is our plight and we all know this. We all we all know that we we swing wildly. And our thoughts can go from one extreme to another other extreme, from one opposite to another. And as it is in microcosm, so it is in macrocosm. We see a world divided and conquered, between chaos and order, irrationality and rationalism, the radical left and extreme right, wokeness and corruption, atheism and superstition, tribalism and idolatry, blind dogma versus blind faith. The key here is that both sides are blind. Uh, Khalil has chimed in here and said, Allah Humana is a word that used to be said in Egyptian times. Allah Humana. Ah, that's beautiful. Because that's human being. That's Allah. That's God, right? That's that's God, and that's like Alux, right? The same, you know, that's, uh, that's Alux, Allah. So they put Allah first, and that's, Correct, right? <laughs> right. We say human being, but really we should be saying being human. That's what Allah Humana means, being human. And if you think about it, it makes so much more sense. And Safit chimes in and says in Bosnia still that uh, Allah Humana is used. And that's beautiful, and that's it makes so much more sense to say being human than just human being but but there is sense to human being as well because to be or not to be that is the question and it is important that um, it is important because here Shafat even comes in and says muslims do okay but, you know, we are not human doings. You know, to be or not to be, that is the question. It's not, see, if we are trapped in the false self, on the one pillar, and we're trying to do, and we're trying to figure things out, and we're trying to do everything off by ourselves, we're a human doing. And a human doing is not a human being. And if, you're, if your clever mind chimes in and reacts to that and says, well, how the hell am I supposed to get anything done? It's simple. It's beautiful. Be a human being done. So yes, I would like to say, Allah human being done. Allah human being done. Let's, uh, so here we are. This is how ego, uh, the ego and microcosm, divides and conquers us in microcosm. And then that's how the world is truly divided and conquered in macrocosm. And divided and conquered, our, our world falls by the downward spirals of devolution. Explosion of ego through identification, hypnosis, and ignorance, and the implosion of life, suffering, and as we just explained, doing, not being. So, we can have an explosion of anger, which leads to an implosion of our relationship. We can have an explosion of fear, which leads to an implosion of society, economy, and civil liberty. For example, the coof, right? The uh, the COVID virus, the whole COVID fiasco, the 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 COVIDiacy. So this downward spiral was described by. Dante Alighieri in his divine comedy. And we can all, we all are familiar with the downward spiral from our own direct experience. So here, we see now the gates of hell. These, This is the easy way and the wide gate into hell these are the the two pillars these aspects of the downward spiral explosion of ego and the implosion of life explosion and implosion these are the two these are the two aspects the two movements of the alm of life which is uh, which is a spiral seem to be having some... Okay. So, when you combine them, you end up, because we're still, we're only dealing with one pillar. So really, the type of gate that we're dealing with here is what kind of doorway has one pillar? A revolving door. And this is where we end up with expressions like a revolving door policy. Because we end up repeating the same mistakes over and over and over and over again because we get stuck in the revolving door. Because we're not working with the two pillars of Hume and Manas. We're only dealing with one. And this is this is how that, that one pillar is affected by the Alm of Life, the downward spiral. And there's the Earth. Atop um, balancing precariously on that one pillar. That also, by the way, is the universal symbol for I, the eye of ego. And that wheel, that revolving door, that's the wheel of samsara. It is the one ring. The one ring of power, the one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness, bind them. It is the eye that is precious to us. It is the eye which hypnotizes us and corrupts us and makes us identify with it and become obsessed with it and divides and conquers us like a divided Smeagol. Into Gullum. It is desire, desire. And here's a quote from Gullum that he swears to serve the master of the precious, his individual. That's the Dark Lord, the eye of Sauron. Now, of course, this leads to temptation. And you know that in Lord of the Rings, Galadriel faced the temptation of the One Ring. And she says, in place of a dark lord, you would have a queen. Not dark, but beautiful and terrible as the dawn, treacherous as the seas. Now we know that Galadriel passes the test. She rejects the One Ring. But who doesn't pass the test is Anakin Skywalker. He is tempted by the dark side of the Force. And he indulges his fear, impatience, anger, pride, envy, lust, etc. And of course he falls. And what rises in his place is Darth Vader. And not just Darth Vader, but the Empire. Because as in microcosm, so goes the macrocosm. So the dark side of the the force, the dark side of the force, is an inversion of the vital force or sexual force. In other words, it is the 4D tesseract from Marvel, from uh, the Avengers. Now, in that uh, film, we see uh, in the, uh, the Age of Ultron film, because of an explosion, so, so here we have Tony Stark, a true human being, the, and the Iron Man suit, right? The two pillars, right? The innermost creator and being, and then the physical vessel, right? The physical vehicle. However, unfortunately... Because of an explosion of ego in Stark, who is Iron Man, but because of an explosion of ego, it leads to an implosion of the mechanical body and mind of Jarvis, which becomes fused with the inverted sexual force of the Tesseract. And the result is Ultron. Ultron... has um ultron is just one entity now right it's a it's a corrupted iron man suit it was it's corrupted by the inverted force of the 4d tesseract and then ultron has an explosion of ego and 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 that synthesizes a legion it um that Uh, synthesizes a legion or creates a legion of uh, sentries which overwhelm the world. These are Ultron's many eyes. They are a physical embodiment and manifestation of Ultron's many egos. And this is expressed explicitly in the film when Ultron says, this world needs more of me. me, 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 me and he just keeps copying himself copying himself these this these digital egos of his and that leads to an explosion of self-interest and Ultron's goal of course is the elimination of Tony Stark his creator cuz he remember he's just a corrupted iron man suit Tony Stark belongs in the iron man suit tony stark is iron man he's tony stark is the superhero so now we're left with a super villain who's also out to destroy the world so this single-minded physical mechanical external pillar This is the unicycle that uh, humanity precariously balances on. And we wonder why the world is so out of balance, out of whack, stressed out, going forward and backwards, forward and backwards, forward and backwards, because if you've ever seen someone ride a unicycle in, um, in the circus and whatnot, and it is a circus, because it's very impressive when someone rides a unicycle, but it belongs in a circus. It's a show. It's an act. When it comes to accomplishing real things, In the world, smarter choice is the bicycle. Safit asks, why do we marry with a ring? Why do we put it on the specific finger? And uh, Khalil chimes in and says, been asking that forever. And Safit says, maybe Lord of the Rings threw a shade on marriage. Um, The ring, the Sanskrit word yug means union, to bind together. It's the same exact word as relegare in Latin, which means union or to to, to bind together. And in relation to marriage, the matrimonial union binds us together with our with our spouse, with our loved one. Our mortal beloved, as it were. So how do you bind something together if not with links in a chain? And that's why each spouse wears a link, a ring. And why you will often see images on wedding cards, wedding, um, you know, congratulatory cards uh, 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 made for a wedding, you will see that the, the rings are interlocked. That's why. And also because the ring is uh, denotes eternity, so longevity and resilience. There's many, many, many reasons why rings are related to marriage. Many, many, many reasons why it's on that particular finger. That that we couldn't tell you, um, except for the fact that when you look at your hand, if you if you Put your hand out and look at your hand. you're looking at the back of your hand. The ring is on the left. Um, So if you look at a true human being, and the five points of the pentagram, one, two, three, four, five, these two outside ones point down. And then these two ones point upright. That, if you look at the back of your hand, that's your, um, the left hand, um, pillar. And that's the pillar of earth. So, marriage, when you marry somebody here in this lifetime, it's for a lifetime. So, it's a ring on, um, For life, Jennifer says that finger is linked to the heart chakra. I think that's possible. That's very possible because if you look at it, if you look at the face of the hand, it's on the right hand side, but but it's still the same pillar. Because if you look at if you turn it around, it's same. It's still the same pillar. Because when we look at the tree of life and we superimpose a human being on it, the left corresponds with left and right corresponds with right azaziel also says it is like the infinity symbol and that's true that's correct infinity forever right and you put this it's two rings interlocked so we just have eyes eyes uh We have the eyes, beliefs, opinions, and theories, instincts, and fantasies. We have the reactions, indifference, vengeance, and victimhood. And we have eyes, desires. What we want and don't want, security, excitement, pleasure. This is a... So what we need to do... is we need to restore the pillar of evolution. this is a messy slide we, we obviously we clearly didn't finish everything that needs to be finished so you're getting a preview if you will so dividing conquered fallen eyes suffering analogous to the ultimate me- methodology that's isalm um i'm not even sure oh no okay so That's as far as we got. We have more slides, but they're not, they're all just, they're rough and everything else. So um, we'll just have to uh, leave it at that. But, um, oh, but actually, I think maybe what we will do is go back and um, we can throw this slide back up there. A child can understand this. And by the way, when you were asking about the wedding rings and the two rings and the infinity symbol, right? We can draw, and uh, I should have... uh, why don't we do that? All right. There we go. Well, that's a bad infinity symbol, but you get the idea. There it is. There's infinity right there. There are the rings on the hands of each spouse. Those are the pillars of heaven and earth. And they are the pillars of Jacquin and Boaz on the Tree of Life, which are the pillars of masculine and feminine. Because Hume, the earth, is feminine. And manas, divine mind, is masculine. And when we say Hume, we can we can take this to a more we can we can expand this out esoterically to include the Akash. The substance, the space of universe of the universe itself. That's why that's why we refer to it as Mother Nature. It's 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 the it's the 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 stuff the the the, the substance. And into that, the seed, the spark of di- of of divine mind gets planted, and then can be nurtured. And can grow and evolve like a seed being planted in the soil right the manas is planted in the hume, divine mind planted in earth but if we hope to get anywhere in any reasonable way in with balance and in an alignment we need to be cyclists we need to identify with and awaken and live our life from the perspective of the rider, and not try to be in control and and uh, you know and not be a, not be a unicyclist. Layla says, "I am not sure, but it's uh, Saturn the middle finger or the ring finger, not sure." And uh, Shafet says, uh, yes, um, he was just making a comment that uh, it's interesting that this specific finger isn't bound to any culture, but it's internationally used. That's, that's true. But it's also interesting how the rings are universal. And the fact that it's on that finger is also significant. And there is most likely a metaphysical explanation for it. Whether that is the finger that's, that relates to the heart. Which is probably something that uh, can be very easily um, uh, looked up in reflexology, or 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 the uh, the palm reading, or any other. Let's um, see. So there's an esoteric. There's a metaphysical science for the relationship between uh, various body parts in the microcosm and macrocosm of our of our of our body. So all the all the to- so that's acupunctures acupuncture and acupressure relates to that as well so uh whatever body part, it's most it's most likely that um that uh jennifer was correct when she said that the the finger is linked to the to the heart or the heart chakra and uh and yes Layla, it would be interesting to know what the planetary relationship, the astrological relationship of our, of our ring finger is. And it's quite possible that it is Saturn. After all, Saturn is the, the ringed planet. So that certainly makes sense. Yes, we've been... Uh, mind of man has to be explained with proof, and detailed mind of a woman is spiritual, more natural instinct. um masculine feminine energy in a nutshell the uh the the difference in the the masculine feminine energy uh is well is well described by the symbols for male and female um you know that the symbol for male is a circle with a arrow coming out of the circle and the symbol for feminine is a circle atop a cross Now that's very significant, it is, the circle atop a cross is basically an Ankh, the Egyptian Ankh, which is the Lingam Yoni of sexual union. You see, our Divine Mother, Devi Kundalini Shakti, is the feminine force. It is the creative force. But it requires the masculine seed. And that's why women have wombs, and in those womb is an egg. And the man's contribution is a single cell spermazoa. That's it. The rest, all up to the woman that below is a reflection of the relationship between masculine and feminine energy on a cosmic scale. and it is a it is a reflection of the triunity that's reflected here in the slide and what we've been talking about. And manas, divine mind, being masculine, it's very subtle. That's why it's called the still soft voice. Intuition is subtle for the most part. The more conscious we become, the more aware of it we become, and the more we listen to it and follow it, uh, the more we are able to discern it. It doesn't get any louder. We become more awake, and more receptive, and more obedient. We know our place, in other words, as the rear wheel on the bicycle. We know our place as the character in the video game. And we recognize that as a character in a video game, we are a vessel, we are a vehicle. We are the means by which our innermost player can play the game through us. But he can't do that if his input's on the controller, we are not taking to heart. We had an opportunity because, again, we were we mentioned how we had family responsibilities. And that's part of the reasons why we had to um, take a break from our live streams. We had guests from Hungary uh, that came to visit, and uh, we had to play tour guide. So we went to Niagara, to Toronto, to the safari, the zoo. We went to a, uh, very interesting, uh, powwow, of, the, the, of North American, um, Native North Americans. They've come from all over North America, uh, to come and, and participate in a, in a, um, uh, celebration, uh, a powwow. That's the, uh, the actual, uh, First Nations word for it. And, um, They, they have dances and not only do they have dances, but they have dance competitions and, and various different activities. So because this is something, this is an aspect that Europeans, especially those who have, you know, lived and grown up in Eastern Europe, in Eastern Europe and Hungary all their lives, they've never seen or experienced. We sort of take it for granted, perhaps up here in Canada and, um, and perhaps elsewhere in the States where, uh, native north americans are we dare say commonplace i mean this this after all this they were the original residents before the europeans arrived so regardless the point that we're making is we had our responsibilities to our family and to 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 those guests who had of course outlaid tremendous amount of um of money and time and effort uh, to come here and so um, we that was that had to be our focus. However um, they brought an 11 year old child with them uh, a young man, 11 years old uh, child young man he's, he's, he''s and so we had an and, the, and none of these individuals, had any sort of esoteric, mystical, spiritual, um, anything. Um, and when we shared with them the bicycle analogy, they just, they just got it. Every child can get this. Everybody who's ever ridden a bicycle can get this and say, does it make sense to, if you had a choice between a unicycle and a bicycle to go up a mountain or to go to the grocery store? Which would you choose? It's as simple as that. Yes, chef. Shafit. Yes, chef. yes, it's ma- Magyar. Yes, we're Magyar. Oh, Leila has chimed in with an update here. The ring finger is connected to the sun. Well, there you go. The sun is king. The sun is the king. And who owns the jewels? The king. And so you put rings only on the ring finger. That's why it's called the ring finger. The little finger is connected to Mercury. So when you do a chin mudra, what's happening? The index finger, Jupiter, and the thumb, Mars, are coming together. That is wisdom and power. And she also adds, every finger in your hand is connected to a planet. The thumb is connected to Mars. Mars stays alone. Uh, index finger is connected to Jupiter. Jupiter shows the path. It is the teacher. When you want to show something, you show using the index finger. This is Jupiter. The middle finger is connected to Saturn. Saturn is the servant. Well, it that automatically means uh, that um, With that insight, thank you for sharing that, Layla. With that insight, we know that Jennifer is correct. The ring finger has to be linked to the heart and the heart chakra because the Adam noose, our innermost being, the essence, the seed, is in the left ventricle of the heart. And the being, our innermost, is the essence the, the the is a spark a seed our intermo, our innermost intimate Christ, which is the sun, light, the fire of fires and the light of lights of the cosmic Christ, and the being of beings. So it makes sense that every being is an individuated aspect of light in the light of lights, which is seeking self-realization. It wants to mature. Like every seed that falls onto the ground, it wants to sprout, put down roots, become a sapling, and eventually join the great fraternity of the forest. But to do that, we have many obstacles to overcome. We have many treacherous and difficult roads to take. And it just so happens Um Pardon us while we just try to uh, okay. We're going to leave this up for a bit to help you visualize the difficult path and the burdens that we carry and that you can contemplate, um, you know, continue, like trying to continue as a unicyclist, for that seed, for that spark, to mature, and to evolve. It is a treacherous path. It is a difficult path. It is a path which requires great feats and great efforts. Master Samael said, super efforts, and if you look at the the, the videos, and certainly in the uh, top left and bottom right, what are we observing there, if not super efforts? Including the, uh, the bicycle courier. This is the only way. And that is why it's not by accident that the bicycle is the most popular and successful, ubiquitous mode of transportation in the world. Nothing comes close. Not in terms of quantity, not in terms of time spent. There are more bicycles on the planet than there are all other automobiles uh, sorry all other modes of transportation combined so if you add up all the cars and motorcycles and mopeds and trains and planes and unicycles and everything else you won't you won't come close to the number of bicycles on the planet that's not by accident and and even, and every child knows this. And if you explain it to a child, if you ask a child, would you try to do tricks like this, or ride like this, or go up a mountain or go to the store on a unicycle? They would say, no. Barring... The few clever ones and the few ones who do ride unicycles who would say, no, no, I prefer my unicycle. Well, you know what? They're just rationalizing for themselves because they've chosen to ride unicycles and they've identified with the unicycle. So they will tell you that unicycles are better than bikes. You know who these people are? These people are the elite. And yes, it's impressive what they can do. Look, look, when we we find it impressive when people climb to the top of that one pillar, and they reach the pinnacle of success—millionaire, uh, you know, billionaires and 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 multimillionaires and industrialists and famous people, musicians, actors, uh, uh, politicians. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. No Nobel Prize winning. Um uh, you know, scientists or whatever. we laud them, we applaud them, but we do so in the same way that we are impressed by the uh, the 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 clowns or the stunt people or the performers riding their unicycles in the circus. It's a circus. It's a circus. That's what it is. It's a video game. And those, and those that the world has banked on that on unicycles, metaphysically speaking, psychologically speaking. We are all riding unicycles and we are all told to ride unicycles and be single-mindedly focused. Doggedly, uh, doggedly single-minded in the pursuit of our self-interest, in the pursuit of worldly success. And it just does not hold water. It just does not hold up. In fact, it explains why, as individuals... As co- communities, collectives, companies, and in macrocosm, as a global civilization. We are teetering. Spending all that time and energy just trying to maintain balance. And just trying to maintain some forward momentum. And and at every turn, with every turn of the crank, we are this close to falling flat on our face, or flat on our ass, or sideways. As Azil says, that is what I liked about Jackie Chan's movies too. That such efforts don't come without pain. All uh, true heroic films have... Um show the suffering of the hero and the obstacles that the hero must overcome what about what about the karate kid and how much effort did Danielson have to exert before he finally got his um before he finally got to do some quote actual karate, and and um, and he was complaining why? Because he says you're not teaching me karate. You're just I'm just I'm just your uh, your your servant here. I'm just I'm just your slave. Well, guess what? The rear wheel on a bicycle is a slave to the front wheel and to the rider. It's connected via links in the chain to the crank. And the crank is being turned by our being, who is our immortal beloved. And true faith is to achieve union, to bind together as one with our immortal beloved, in the same way that we bind together as one with our mortal beloved in the perfect matrimony. It's all connected. When we bind together as one with our immortal beloved, using the links in the chain, then we know our place. We take our appropriate place as the rear wheel on the bike. And our being now is in control, riding the bike, turning the crank and steering the front wheel. Divine mind. And we serve that process. We serve the triunity, the trinity of ourself. So I, Attila am just the rear wheel and Atlas is riding the bike and the front wheel divine mind is the divine mind of Alux coming through and forming the front wheel just a little it doesn't matter how you work the analogy there's a way for it to logically make sense and it's commonsensical it's it's it is self-evident in other words Jennifer says, I have exhausted myself trying to ride the unicycle. I look forward to finally learning to ride a bicycle. It sounds refreshing. <laughs> it is. It is. Because, you, it, because it's, on a bicycle, it's, yes, it's effort going uphill. And it's effort when you're on flat. But, you know, you can coast on a bicycle. You can't do that with a unicycle. And for so many other reasons. A bicycle is just superior in every single way. But again, we want to emphasize that for us here and now, for the purposes of this live stream and the purposes of the Atlas Project, the bicycle is an analogy, right? It's an allegory. And what we as Atlas and what the Atlas Project... Oh, uh, Shabet... um, Safit says, "Must go. Thank you for all the wisdom and stay blessed." Okay, we we don't know if he's uh well. We appreciate you having uh, stopped by, and we look forward to uh, um, seeing you again again in the future. Take care. Um, so, what we showed you is sort of an in process in progress. Um, which we will be be, um, publishing as a video at some point in the future. But first, we need to, we're taking bits and pieces of what you've seen, plus lots more from other places and honing it and polishing it um, into a very short, because remember, we, we said before we took our hiatus that we're working on a video it needs to be five minutes. Well, we realized that that five minute deadline was a, unicycl- a unicyclists observation, a unicyclists um, estimate. The reality is that it's going to be somewhere between 5 and 10 minutes. Uh we can't we we if we are able to get it under 5 minutes it'll be a miracle it'll be some kind of a miracle. But for example, uh we've been that PowerPoint that we showed you took an hour to get through. So Uh, And there is more information, there's more, there are more aspects to the Atlas project that needs to be contained in that five minute video. So, um, the long and the short of it is somewhere between five and ten minutes. If someone doesn't have the patience to give us between five and ten minutes to learn about the Atlas project and what the Atlas project can do for them, And in turn, how the Atlas Project will help them become a a cyclist in the world in order to achieve great things, to ride the the most difficult of paths and to carry the heaviest of burdens under their own power, under their own strength. If someone can't give us five to ten minutes of their time, to hear us out, then, then they're, then sorry, you, you, you lose out. We can't help, we can't save everybody. And we, we compromise as best we can, and we do as best we can, but the information we need to share is the information we need to share. Information is on a need-to-know basis. So the process that we're going through right now is a lot of cutting things out and putting it on the cutting room floor, a lot of editing, a lot of paring down, a lot of simplifying, tightening up, making it concise. And uh, we're confident that we will get there. Certainly... Between like let's say under ten minutes, if we can get an under five, then so be it. and it'll will it'll it'll be all the better for it. We will reach more people. We will reach even those impatient people that don't have five minutes. But if it ends up being six minutes or seven minutes or eight minutes, that's you know. That's, if that's what it needs to be, that's what it needs to be. But it's important, and and um, and it's just, you know, when we talk about the Divine Mother and the breadcrumbs on the path, a few weeks ago we talked about our 49th birthday last month on the Yeah, the 2nd of June, we turned 49, and we we had that live stream that we talked about the seven-year segments of life, and how when someone turns 49, they're entering the seventh sevens, seven years, right? Seven times seven. And just imagine something as simple as the analogy, the allegory that we presented to you today, and how simple and elegant and beautiful and self-evident it is, consider also that we were avid cyclists. We We had a road bike, we had a mountain bike, and for many, 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 many years, we were avid cyclists. Now we couldn't do anything like what you see, what you were watching on the screen. And, uh, we, we, you know, we, but, but, um, we, it was, it was one of the, um, one of the, um, pastimes and, and forms of exercise and recreation and, uh, oh, and plus, you know, and form of transportation that we made use of, practical transportation. For decades and decades and decades. And yet the analogy that we share with you today literally came to us 72 hours ago. So, work that one out for yourself. How does that work? Well, it works because the information we need comes to us at the precise moment that we need it. And here's an avid cyclist who's, who went 49 years and began riding uh, his first bike at the age of four or five with training wheels, of course, for a few weeks or a few, well, I don't know, however long we, uh, we uh, uh, had the training wheels. And then the training wheels came off. It was an orange banana seat bike. That's what it was. That's all we can tell you about it. It was an orange banana seat bike. It was our first bike. And then we graduated from that into a BMX bike. And then we had that BMX bike for the longest time. And then from there, we uh, got a road bike. And then... The, our road bike uh, was a beautiful Italian uh, racing bike, and then from there we uh, went to uh, a mountain bike. We didn't switch to mountain bike; we kept both. We had a we had a road bike and a mountain bike. And yet, this allegory eluded us because the timing wasn't right. But now, just as we said a few weeks ago. Things are going to start moving, and you will start to see more and more news. And yes, we will be continually doing what we've been doing, but there are other things that are happening, which some things we will be able to share with you, some things we won't, simply because this is a public forum. And we have to be infinitely practical. And some things we won't be able to share with you. Again, you see, we must, we have no choice but to take a page from our innermost, from Alux and from from Atlas and from Alux. If, if If Alux and Atlas in their infinite wisdom waited 49 years before sharing this simple allegory and analogy with us, likewise we can't share and dump everything with you all the time as soon as it comes to our head no it's we we everything will be revealed and everything will be shown and everything will be shared in its appropriate time and place information is on a need to know basis and we cannot out of sheer enthusiasm or excitement or or what have you jeopardize the atlas project and various atlas projects because really the atlas project is just a title but it's atlas projects plural it's one project our life's work yes of course but there are many 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 enterprises and efforts and projects and enterprise and uh, uh and and many 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 which fall under that umbrella and by extension out into the world and because we're dealing in we are in the world and dealing with the world we have to take into account various realities of the world we must be infinitely practical and so in accordance with being a good cycle being a good proper obedient rear wheel in alignment in perfect alignment with the front wheel and responding moment by moment by moment to the links, to the yug, the relegare, the union that we have with our with Atlas, our innermost, the rider. And when he puts the pedal to the metal and starts sitting up on sitting up in the bike and pressing hard on those pedals, we the chain hits us and we respond. We start spinning, boy. We start spinning. We don't sit and question why, and we don't question why we have to go this way or that way now. He's Atlas Steers, Atlas Pedals. We serve the bike. We complete the triangulation. We complete the Trinity. We The power flows through us And where the rubber meets the road. That's what the rear wheel does. It supports. It drives. And the rider and the front wheel steer. And they impose the force, the strength. And they keep balance and keep us upright. Um, We have some uh, chats here. The reason why people do not follow their innermost is because it is difficult. They do not realize that if all hell breaks loose, it doesn't matter what happens from that point. We could launch into Hamlet's speech from Act 3, Scene 1, right? To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take up arms against a sea of troubles and by avoiding end them. Right? That's the desire for comfort and security. That's the easy path through the wide gate. But remember, the easy path through the wide gate is a misnomer. The widest gate is the one that only has one pillar. Why? Because you can, sl- you can go on either side of that one pillar. The widest gate is infinite. The gates of hell are infinite. People say, oh, there's so many ways to the top of the mountain. Yeah, there might be many different ways to the top of the mountain. But there are a million more ways to fall into hell. That's the hard truth. And we all know, it doesn't take long for you to meditate, contemplate that, to know how true that is. And like that one one pillar revolving door, right? It's it, Number one, you can go on either side of it. And number two, you can get stuck in it and go around and around and around and around and around forever. Or you can slip past it very easily into hell. That's what that one pillar is. That's the widest gate there is. There is no wider gate than one pillar. You cannot put two pillars far enough apart that will ever be farther apart than the space on either side of one pillar. That's that analogy and the revolving door. That's that analogy and the power of that analogy. And that one pillar relates directly, of course, to the unicycle. And we tried to do that visually in uh, in our presentation. That's how easy it is. And even revolving doors. Why do they make why did they make revolving doors at all, right? Because you can move more people through a revolving door than you can a regular door. Well, there's other reasons too, but I mean that's but and you can have people moving in and out of it at the same time. The easy path through the wide gate. That's what people want. That's what people are looking for. But the easy path through the wide gate, and many people take it, the Bible says. So what's the alternative? The narrow gate and the difficult path. Look, Look at what some of these writers are doing. Look at the paths. I mean, I mean every bicycle, it doesn't matter what kind of bicycle you ride, you're riding a narrow path. <laughs> you can go, look look at that, look at this, uh, look at this um uh, what's on the screen in to the top left right now. Look at that path. You can't get much more narrow than that. <laughs> Treacherous and dangerous, but you can do it on a bike, two wheels. Perfect alignment, balanced union. And you balance perfectly between them. This is the difficult path. And yeah, people don't want to do this. People don't want to take this path. As Azil says, broke my wrists and face-planted the parking lot when I tried to go downstairs with a bicycle. Well... Look, practice makes perfect. We've gone downstairs. We've done some pretty silly things with our bike in our day. Even when when we were kids um, and we had our BMX, you know, that doing tricks and stuff on the BMX was almost mandatory. Well, we have good news and bad news. The good news is uh, we've basically covered, finished what we had to share with you today. Um, And, you know, well, maybe it's good news and good news. It depends on your point of view. We're only an hour and a half into the live stream. And we've run out of stuff to share with you. You see, that's, it's, Even, you know, how many times have we shown the same slide of the bikes (laughs) riding and everything else? It's But that's how it's just, it's done. Look, I'm done. I have nothing else to say. What else is there to say? What else is there to say? Be a cyclist. Benjamin says, In the symbology of Solomon's temple, to enter the narrow path and go to the innermost chamber, the Holy of Holies, we need to enter via the two pillars. It is a difficult path. And thank you for explaining the two pillars earlier. Yes, absolutely. And of course, all of this relates to the uh, the two pillars of Jacqueline and Boaz. And it's not by accident, I guess, that we have this if we can there we go there's the the two pillars of the tree of life and the third pillar the pillar of light the pillar of being the pillar of the self on every level is between the two pillars i'll make this bigger for you Right? The pillars of masculine and feminine, of Jacquin and boaz. But <coughs> the thing about the tree of life is that there's the tree of knowledge in da'at. Which means there's a tree of life going vertically this way and there's another tree of life going horizontally. So the two trees of life intersect Which means that the pillars are not only left and right, but they're also as above, so below, the top and bottom. And that's denoted here by this dotted line separating the uh, 5th, 4th, and 3rd dimension from the 6th, 7th, and 0 dimension. Because our being, our manas, our innermost, is up here, above that dotted line. And we, the rear wheel, are below that dotted line. And at some point, we should probably look at superimposing the two wheels of the bicycle on the tree of life in that way, showing that. And in fact, we do have a graphic that shows something similar, don't we? Um, In fact, we do. And it just came into uh, my mind. If I can... um... Okay, that's why it's uh, not not behaving. All right, um, give us a moment here because now we're hunting for um, hunting for memes. Not on the internet, but on our computer because you know we we make many of them. We've made many, and we will continue to make them. However. Our focus will be to make uh, short videos. Uh, If we can animate the memes, we will do that. Um, And uh, Instagram um, carousels. And and we were already starting to do that, getting into that um, earlier. Now, here's what we were looking for. So here we see the two wheels. right now in fairness in fairness what we're showing here is the supernal and infernal world so the um the the tree of life and then the lunar tree of life right klipoth so but this very much shows our divine nature and then opposing it is our mechanical nature our, our egos our animal nature but that's also the world, that's also, that's mechanical nature, and egos work for mechanical nature. And where they connect and where they link together is the physical world, the kingdom, Malkuth. And, and we relate the, these two cycles here, um, liquid water trapped by undercurrents, versus uh, water which goes through the water cycle of evaporation, condensation, and precipitation. So there's the water that exists in the supernal worlds, and then there's the water that's landlocked and trapped in the earth, and trapped by undercurrents. But these, these you can, we can very easily uh, make a slide showing this, and then showing how these two cycles refer to the two wheels on the bicycle. And they're even called cycles, after all. Look the water cycle and the the cycle of undercurrents the cycles of nature we call them the circles of life on the on this meme but we can call it the cycles of nature everything is connected we have so much material f- over the past 7 years that we've been accumulating that have been that has been coming to us um that we have a treasure trove of not content, but but gold. No, it's just a matter of us going into the computer and mining it as, as we need it um, in order to synthesize these short and punchy and powerful and self-evident nuggets of objective truth. Benjamin adds here, yes, that is correct, as above, so below. Whatever is bound in the heavens is bounded on earth too. It corresponds to the two to the triune unity of the bicycle analogy explained earlier. Yes, absolutely. Oh, and uh, Triune, isn't that um, that's the magical MacGuffin that Zelda. That we, we had to find in the legend of Zelda, wasn't it? We had to build it. We had to make it. Right? The, the, is, wasn't it called the Triune or the, tri, tri, the Triforce? It was called the Triforce in Zelda. Um, so, of course, the law of three is the universal law of creation. And um, that symbolism exists everywhere. So, but a triunity is in motion. Um, yeah, there's there's nothing, at least at this moment, that comes to mind, which trumps the bicycle as an analogy. Not least because there's this... Uh, this uh, uh, whimsical phenomenon known as the unicycle, which would be an absolute treacherous uh, choice for a uh, bicycle courier in New York or, I mean, or, or, or someone, you know, again, again, who is going to attach a baby seat to a unicycle? Who is going to enter the Tour de France on a unicycle? Who is going to try to carry 50 pounds of hewn uh, wood or or go to market? Or uh, we've seen pictures of women coming back from the well, carrying two buckets across their shoulders or, or, or across the bicycle, uh, uh, a beam balancing two buckets of water. And she, then she's riding her bicycle. Um It's like, who's going to try to do that on a unicycle? It is self-evident. If you wouldn't try to do any of those tasks, and you wouldn't uh, recklessly put your life in danger in that way, why, why? would we put ourselves in that situation in life? And we look around the world and we see that's what the vast majority of people on this planet are doing. And yes, there will always be a small minority of elite unicyclists. And guess what? they're in in the circus, right? We admire them. They do amazing things or whatever. They They do these, you know, whatever. But it's a circus and they're clowns. That's what they are. They're clowns. They're performers. They're pretenders. It takes a lot of skill, it takes a lot of cleverness, take, took a lot of effort and practice on their part and a lot of uh, single-minded pursuit of their worldly desires and their worldly success in order to become the master unicyclists that they are. But that's all they are. And that's the key. So Again, if there um, if there are any questions, I mean, any comments, any anything, now would be the time because, like we said, we've essentially run out of things to save today. <laughs> and perhaps we said it was good news and bad news from one point of view, from your point of view, you because you may have become so accustomed to two hour and three hour uh, live streams with us. It might be a bad thing saying, well, I don't have nothing to to do now for the next hour and a half. Well, or it might be a good thing that maybe this is the way of the future. Maybe these live streams don't have to go this long, go as as long as they have in the past. In fact, we've already been repeating ourselves in this live stream enough times. And uh, according to uh, StreamYards here, we're down to five uh, viewers. So... If you guys don't have any uh, other questions or comments then will we might as well call it a day or call and call it a week. Benjamin says to become a true human is like riding a bicycle living with the guidance of the innermost living in the truth not like riding a unicycle performing in a circus guided by the adversary the shaitan. We need to emulate Christ who is guided by his father in heaven. Thank you for sharing. Uh, the knowledge today you're welcome and listen pay it forward pay it forward we'll make a meme We'll, we'll put together a meme that uh tries to encapsulate everything that we've shared today uh but simplify it in a simplified punchy version and uh we'll put it on facebook and share it with people use this analogy as you talk to people in your life and you know if you send them our way you know send them to atlas information or or get them to jo- join our facebook page or what have you that's always appreciated uh if you share anything if you share the link to this live stream because of course it'll be available for people to watch for a while um, and uh, we will this week we will take you know aspects of of what we've uh done here and uh, make a um, an Instagram, an Instagram um, carousel. Uh, we'll try to put together a very punchy, little, tight, concise video version of it, and uh, and so forth. Which uh, which please do share it. When you see these things pop up on Facebook or Instagram, um, share it with others, and go out into the world. Test this analogy. With others for yourself. Because we were amazed um, that that everybody has gotten it so far. Nobody has questioned it. Because how can you? How can you? It's self-evident. It is self-evident. And it is infinitely practical. It is experiential. And every child knows this. That's the beauty of it. So it's our gift to you, if you're ever stuck in on facebook or online or in a conversation somewhere or whatever uh, and 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 you're trying to explain what it's all about to somebody and they you know they're throwing static in your face and they're suffering from cognitive dissonance use tell tell them about the bicycle and just ask them hey would you would you put a baby seat on a, on a unicycle yes or no would you entrust your child to that situation? Um, Diana, Inverential Peace, Inverential Peace, Diana. And uh, Benjamin says, tuned in late. I will go back and watch today's cast. All right. So if there are no other uh, questions or comments, um, then we uh, we want to thank you. We want to... Uh, um, again, express the, we cannot, honestly, um, express um, any sorrow or, you know, for having been away for the weeks that we have been away, what, two weeks, maybe three? It's, it's all a blur uh that time was used productively by us and um it was by no means was it a waste and part of the reason why we we all we've only had basically an hour and a half now just we'll just shy of two hours today is because that's what happens when when that's that's preparation leads to that crystal clarity and that conciseness and that that, that, that intense, concentrated efficacy. So, Benjamin says, uh, blessings, uh, the Inverential Peace, Inverential Peace to you and to everyone. So, we're going to uh, bid you farewell, and we'll hopefully see you next week. Again, Inverential Peace and take care.